We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com. Gaza belongs to Israel, and 
and Mueller, Mueller Investigation Inc. We're going into Easter on a roll. Just keep praying. Um, we have two ladies in our church who go on water fast. Uh, Susie, she's not here today, and she has been on a five-day water fast. And Janet goes on a fast. So I've been working myself up to it, trying to get myself to go on a fast. And I'm, I'm getting there. I just have to have enough water in my house. <laughs> <laughs> To last me on the fast, right? Joe, making jokes, of course. Okay, message today. I got to take care. Thank you. Thank you. I talked to the chef this time, so he's not going to even let me go over there. Yeah, okay. Message this week is Jesus walked out of the grave, and so will I. <laughs> Jesus walked out of the grave, and so will I. Amen. And I. Luke 9, 28 through 31. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up into a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. Behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spoke of his deceit which he should accomplish in Jerusalem. The Greek word for deceased is exodus. And it means exit. Moses and Elijah came to comfort Jesus concerning his exodus. Moses already wrote and walked out his exodus, which was accomplished in his decease at Jerusalem on Golgotha's hill. Jesus' departure happened on an old rugged cross where he embarrassed principalities and powers and led captive a host of captives. And they are still captive. Yes. He's just bringing forth many sons to glory that we will arise in the power that he already gave us that we will take the earth for Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. 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 It is of great importance that Moses, the Lord's chosen servant and deliverer, and who kept the first Passover by faith, is sent to Jesus to strengthen him, who is the Passover lamb. I was, uh, last, I think it was last, might have been last year, I was teaching at uh, at uh, resurrection time, at Passover time, that Jesus Christ is our Passover. And the Passover and the blood on the doorpost is just a shadow of the truth of Jesus Christ who was to come. But there's still so many people that don't get it. They see these as two separate events. That the Passover of the Jews is one event, and Jesus Christ as the Passover lamb is another event. No. The blood on the doorpost and that had walked out the Jews is the same blood Amen. as the Passover lamb. There's not two different things that went on in the world. Amen. Amen. In Hebrews 11, 26, Moses regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. His reward was he came in great glory and strengthened his Savior. Obviously, Moses and Elias were not in great. Okay? They were not in a grave when they came in glory and strengthened Jesus. But they were active in heaven. Involved in God's eternal kingdom purposes. I remember when I was preaching Job, and we got to the part where the guys are arguing, you know, or who had the most revelation. <laughs> and one of the main things they were arguing over was whether you were going to stay in the grave and turn to dust, or whether you were going to come out of the grave. And Job said, 
I know that my Redeemer lives. And he wasn't going to go to no ground and stay there. Because he knew, he got the revelation through his suffering that he knew his Redeemer lives. Moses, whose name means drawn or pulled out of the water, was handpicked. Handpicked by Jehovah to liberate Israel. Born to the powerful Amram, Amram, and conceived by his wife, wife mother, Jochebed. Moses possessed a Levitical heritage that would one day empower him to ascend the top of the mountain as the anointed priest of Yahweh. In the Psalms, Moses is called the sent servant and chosen of the Lord. His life is highlighted in the Biblical Hall of Fame in Hebrews where he's listed among the mighty men and women of faith. And I think he gets more verses than anyone else in there. It might be even, I haven't counted them, but he's right up there with Abraham on how many verses he gets in the Hall of Fame. Faith Hall of Fame, I call it. But Hebrews 11, 28. Through faith, he, and that would be Moses, kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch him. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Mm -hmm. right. Moses and his people suffered great persecution at the hands of Pharaoh. The blood of the first Passover lamb brought them out of bondage with great favor and blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we're with you. Mm -hmm. yes. Hebrews 11.29. I got the anointing, y'all. Y'all can take it with do whatever it is you want. I just felt it fall on. By faith, he, Moses, left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. He saw him in a burning bush. When Moses led his church out of Egypt, the Red Sea and the Jordan parted before them. Hebrews 11:29. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. If they had been afraid, they would not have walked out in the middle of that sea. They had to do it by faith. Now, I don't want you Christians walking around being afraid that if you wear a MAGA hat or any kind of hat, I don't care if it's a Democrat hat or whatever kind of hat that you stand for, that you are going to be afraid because somebody's going to attack you. That's right. By faith, you walk and stand in who you are. Amen. Christians. When Jesus led captivity captive, bringing out his church and all creation with him, and when he led captivity captive, he brought us out too. The veil was rent from the top to the bottom. Jesus and his holy flock made their exodus at Calvary. His finished work rent the veil, releasing everything that had been hidden for ages and generations. Right, there's another opening up of the word now. That is a new opening of the word, of revelation that's being opened up. I can tell it when I read the word. I can hardly read the word. I read two or three verses and, and I've I got new revelation and I need to preach it. Wednesday night at prayer, we were reading uh, Matthew 24. And the scripture, those who are, woe to those who are with child and who are giving suck. That government took on a whole new light for me. Uh, I thought this was going, it, it, it says in the time of great tribulation. Okay, in a time of great uh, hardship and everything that we're going to, going to have a really hard time. We're there, folks. We're there right now. Women, woe to those women who are not being taken care of who give their babies over to abortion. Woe to those women who are giving suck to their babies and they allow them to be killed. 
and can give permission for infanticide. We are there. And there's no one to protect those women. Yes, we do have. There, there are organizations out there to protect those women, but our government's not protecting those women. Because see, you have to figure that those women don't know what they're doing. They don't have the security. They don't, ha they don't have the confidence. They don't have the faith. They don't have a support system that they know they'll be taken care of and their babies. So they give them over to abortion. And even those who are born alive can now be killed by your, the provision of your government. Like I said, scripture is opening up in a whole new dimensions. <laughs> Moses' church came out with unprecedented health and wealth. There was none sick among them. There was no frail. Jesus' rending of the veil loosed all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I said all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And there was a false doctrine right around that they all ended with the first church. Now, my Jesus, who died on the cross and set me, set, led captivity captive and set me free from my sin, he, he, he would deliver me and is going to deliver me into eternity. He didn't just keep my blessing in heaven, all my spiritual blessings, and that doesn't mean that I can't have them. They are for me. They are for you. Yes. People, we got to, by faith, apprehend it. Amen. Amen. Moses and his people got a taste of heaven with the daily manna that fell. The king of glory loosed all of heaven upon us through the person of the Holy Spirit, his spirit. Matthew 27, 50-23. Lord, thank you for your anointing on me. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Behold, the veil of the temple was rent in two, from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city and appeared. <laughs> Jesus not only walked out of his tomb, but the bodies of the saints arose and came out of their graves with Jesus. After his resurrection and appeared unto me. <coughs> that means they were recognizable. Okay. They appeared unto me. That means that the ones who they appeared to recognized them. Just like Jesus walked out of his grave. I'm going to walk out of my grave with death because death has no power over me and death has no power over you. You're going to put death under your feet because Jesus already did. Amen. He who is the tree of life was stretched out on the tree of death. On Mount Calvary, suspended between heaven and earth, the patterned son, humankind's only savior, completely fulfilled the anointed words of the prophet Isaiah. And on this mountain, he will swallow up the covering which is over all peoples, even the veil which is stretched over all nations. He will swallow up death for all time. Okay. It didn't end with the first church. Oh, there was false doctrine that have come out, false prophets, false teachings that would try to steal this from you. He will swallow up death for all time. Amen. The last enemy to be defeated was death. He already defeated death when he rose from the grave. He not only defeated death for himself and to prove it, he raised everybody else out of their grave. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. The saints says in the book of Psalms that those who are, do not follow after the Lord shall stay in their grave, which is hell. And the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces. 
and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. This week, there has been a reproach removed off our nation. There's been a reproach moved off Israel. Yes. 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 And uh, now, will we still have to battle for it? Yes. <laughs> you have to battle to apprehend it. You have to battle to take what's back what Satan has stolen. And you have to battle to keep it. Yes. Because you're going to be in a battle... I tried to live in my rose-covered garden the first part of my life. <laughs> I really, that was where I was until God threw me out. <laughs> and look what happened. Jesus' finished work, his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and coronation declared him to be the Son of God with power. Jesus is now the heir of all things in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. I've been emphasizing this under the earth lately because i got to hope the fact that in the book of Revelation, when uh, one-third of the earth is stuck in judgment, it, it, it doesn't include under the earth that's going to be judged. That's why people try to hide in caves now. I'm going to read Psalm 47, 2 through 9 out of Passion. The Lord God most high is astonishing, awesome beyond words. He is the formidable and powerful king over all the earth. He's the one who conquered the nations before us and placed them all under our Feet. Okay, church, you're going to have to start taking authority over North Korea and China. God has given you the authority over the dragon. The dragon is the symbol over China. It's the symbol over North Korea. It's the symbol over South Korea. And God has given you the authority over the dragon. He is the one who conquered the nations and put them all under our feet. He marked, he marked out our inheritance ahead of time, putting us in the front line, honoring those he loves. God arises with the ear-splitting shout of his people. God takes the throne with the fanfare of trumpets. For God is the triumphant king. Powers of earth are all his. Church, it's on you. Hmm. That's right. Don't be murmuring and complaining about what's going on in the earth. Because you have authority over it. Yeah. Our God, our God reigns over every nation. He reigns on his holy throne over all. All the nobles and princes, the loving servants of the God of Abraham, they all gather to worship. Hmm. Every warrior's shield is now lowered as surrendered trophies before this king. He has taken his throne high and lofty and exalted over all. That is the triumph of Calvary. That is the triumph of the resurrection from the dead. The last enemy to be, to be defeated was death. He conquered death. He defeated death. He, and on the cross, he defeated all powers and principalities of the whole earth. And he gave that power to you. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob became the God of Moses. Jesus Christ, the heir of all things, made firm, established, and made sure every promise that God made to the fathers belongs. Acts 3.13 The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son, Jesus. How marvelous then we are heirs of God and we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the word of God. Amen. Okay, I just read to you in Psalm 47. They've been given everything. Everything. 
we are to join hands with him. Now, somebody's been watering down this gospel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an understatement. <laughs> the, uh, on, on, uh, we know that the angels are ministering spirits sent to minister to the heirs of salvation. Last Sunday night, we're in Tim Sheets' book, Angel Armies. And he was driving down the road, praying, and the voice of God came so strong and around him, he had to pull his car off the road. And, the, and he heard the audible voice of God say, Release the angel armies for over the heirs. The, the, release the angel army of the Air Force. Mm. A-G-I-R force. Release the angel armies for the Air Force. Now I got it right. Release the angel armies for the Air Force. So we did. You got some. <laughs> we have an angel army Air Force. Well, we, that's the word of God. Angels are ministry spirits sent to minister to the heirs of salvation. So there's an angel army air force sent to minister to you, Beth. Amen. The rod of Moses became the rod of God. Jesus Christ is the rod of God. The scepter of his kingdom is the scepter of righteousness. All executive privilege and governmental authority centers in his glorious person heaven and on earth. His word is law. He is the word. He embodies the law. He fulfilled it all. His all authority is the very basis and foundation of the Great Commission. Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell there. The earth does not belong to the devil and his crowd. Okay. He is in the realm of powers and principalities. He is the prince of the air. But God has given you the authority over the earth. And the earth includes the realm of the atmosphere that is around the earth. And all the earth. Psalm 115, 16. The highest heaven belonged to the Lord, but the earth he had given to man. He gave it to Adam. Adam lost it, gave it to Satan. Jesus came back and he took it back for you. He took it back for you. Took what back? He took the earth back. But he also gave you your salvation. He gave you eternal life. Through his blood and his righteousness, not your own. Psalm 37, 9. Those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. 11. The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Bill Yap posted this week that if you have sung your song, get off the stage. Uh, you know, everybody's trying to keep uh, keep on that stage. That's right. Take your global warming theory and shut up. Yes. <laughs> Bill's a lot more witty than I am, but we think a lot alike. <laughs> the meek shall inherit the earth. Not the proud, not the puffed up, not the haughty. Not the ones that walk in the door and say, you know, look at me, who I am. But you better come forth in boldness. Yes. We were at a prayer meeting Thursday. Jenna was there. After I, I was coming forth pretty strong. Say the least. The God in you. Yeah, I mean, it was God. It just it was growing. And we were all rolling pretty good together. We were all rolling pretty good together. And uh, at the end, Jenna looked up. She was kind of sitting to my left. She looked up and she said, 
you just kept on coming, and I didn't even notice it, Janet, so Janet pointed. <laughs> okay, but I wasn't going in like I'm some kind of authority, or, or that I was somebody. I was just letting the Spirit of God roll through me with boldness. I wasn't sitting there and thinking, oh, me, I'm just a worm, and I can't say anything. No, it's just coming up out of me, and I just let it roll. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> And people who are insecure need attention. Yes. <laughs> people who are insecure need attention. But if you have attention all your life, you don't need the stage. I can relate to Moses there. I, I can take Moses' life and I go right down through it. And I, and I can, you know, not that I was ever a Moses, but I mean, I can relate. He was a somebody who became a nobody. Who God used. There was a time in my life that in my little town, I was a somebody. And then I became a nobody. Worse than a nobody. I'm in a pit and nobody wants anything to do with me. I'm in Sean. Nobody. Shall exalt you 
if he will promote you to inherit the land. That means we've got to be promoted from walking down here without our authority into the realm of the spirit to take the authority that he's already given us. Yeah, that's right. Jen got a promotion. Did y'all see it? The fine house opened up for her. Yeah. She is now to work four days a week at the fine house to keep her press pass. Hallelujah. Wow. So she's having to drop everything out. She will be working four days a week at the fine house. Wow. Going in with hot rails. And to keep that press pass, she's going to do that. She got me up right after I left. I told her she was going. I told her, I told her when I left, they're going to do it. And um, they did. I told her to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't her authority. They can't have it. Right. So they're trying to bring her down. And see, she's humble. She's meek. These, these, see, I've had these people are fancy. I'm talking fancy. And uh, she, they have regular balls in Washington, D.C. And she bought a $5 dress. <laughs> and she went to their ball. And she told them. She had a $5 dress. <laughs> That's me. That's me. I would have tried to pull it off. I would have tried to pull that one off. I would have walked in there like, you know. Like, oh, y'all didn't see this. It, it came from Neiman Marcus about 20 years ago. Still in stuff. Still in stuff. Come on, Carolyn, preach. we got to get this going. The earth belongs to our Lord and his church. As Peter wrote, we're heirs together of Christ's life. <coughs> Jesus Christ, our Passover lamb, and his holy flock, that means me yes. and you, made our exodus at Calvary. Amen. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? All creation awaits the manifestation and unveiling of the Son in and through a vast company of sons and daughters. Creation is waiting for you to get it. They're groaning. For creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. We know the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. As were Moses and Jesus, so God's corporate son, and I believe you're coming into it, and Marvin gave me that word, he said that we're on the back side of what God is doing on the earth. Now what does that mean? That means we just come into it. I've been pushing. We've been pushing. I've been trying to lay hold of what God is doing. So I got a word from Marvin. And he says, we have come into the backside of it. We can still get, that means we've just come, we're, he's, God is moving the church into it. Not just us, but those who are pressing in for God. I don't know what it looks like. I just keep pressing. One day I, I may just keep on pressing and God say, well, Carolyn, you already passed it by. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go back and enjoy what I've already given you? I'll keep on pushing. Pressing for more heaven to come to earth. I, had, I was taught to pray that as a child. I haven't stopped praying. I believed it. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As were Moses and Jesus, so God's corporate son. The mature church is a company of deliverers, peacemakers, saviors, and reconcilers. Saviors, that means we're going to go out and save people. Yes. An interceding king priest ministry. 
Moses mediated the law. Jesus propitiated grace and truth. The third son would stand in a gap and make up a hedge. This is the corporate man for whom God has sought. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, and I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Before I had that breakdown, long before I became, I started a church, and I proved I was a Christian woman. The Lord gave me a vision. I was standing on a wall. All the forces of hell were in front of me, and the glory of God was behind me. And one of the forces of hell hit me, and I fell into the side of darkness. I was sick, and I was wounded, and I was beat up in pretty bad shape. And I saw me in that state of being totally beat up. And I turned my head. This was a vision. I turned my head to see who was standing in the gap in my place. And the glory of God was standing there. out for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Well, Satan hit me. Okay? I probably need to go through that breaking. But guess what? A righteous man falls seven times. And, and the, in Psalm 37, it says that he holds my hand through it all. And he never let it go. Amen. He never let it go. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance. The ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter. Revelation 12, 5. I had a vision. I saw and clothed woman give birth to a man child. And I saw him call that to heaven. I'm talking about what I saw, not the Revelation 12. And I saw a scepter, I saw a man with a scepter in heaven. I believe the man child company anointing has been birthed. And I believe God showed it to me. I believe the anointing to bring forth the corporate man child is on the earth. Was back in the 1990s, I had that vision. But we're still not there. We're, we're just now coming into being 33 years old. I'm talking about the company on earth. She brought forth a son, a male child, who shall rule all the nations with an iron scepter. This wonderful woman of Revelation 12 5 is the church, the bride of Christ. The Lord was showing me the, the church had birthed a man child. 33 years old, that's when Jesus She could not be that, I think, to the year. I'd have to look and see where I got the vision, but I think it was 33 years old. <laughs> it was after I had already gone into ministry. I mean, when I go to ministry, full-time ministry. I had a Bible study, but I hadn't started church yet, I guess. She cannot be natural Israel, for she appeared in heaven. Although, we have to say nat natural Israel is also the woman, because natural Israel married a virgin and brought forth Jesus Christ. Okay? She is heavenly. She is a free woman, a freeborn citizen, and not the bondwoman, a slave. She is the heavenly Jerusalem. The new creation corporate man has been raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, Jesus is the head. I am the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. He is seated in heaven. If the head is seated in heaven, the body is seated in heaven. Everything that the head has, I got it. It's mine. We're seated with him. 
The word of the Lord to Adam was, Dust you were, and to dust you will return. That was the curse. I said that was the curse. Mm -hmm. You look it up, you want to, Genesis 3, 19. Dust you were, and dust you will return. That was Adam's curse. The word of the Lord to Jesus Christ was, The grave will not hold you. Psalm 49, 15. God will redeem myself from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Hosea 13, 14. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. It's better. The tomb of death could not hold Jesus. It will not hold me. I can tell you what Jesus says to me. Dust you were, but to dust you shall never return. The curse is broken. I said, the curse that was on Adam, dust you were, and to dust you will return, has been broken. Amen. That's the cross. With a curse. He put it on Adam. Jesus Christ walked out of that tomb. Those people that were in that grave, they, they got up and they walked out of there and people recognized them. Dust you were. But to dust you will never return. You and I, like Jesus, will put our feet on death itself. Y'all believe this? Yes. Yes, we do. We are a generation of whom Paul declared, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. This corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Jesus Christ is the dragon slayer, and he is the death conqueror. Amen. Church, you're up against the dragon. The dragon is trying to take over your nation. Yes. I'm talking about a demon that's over nations. But he gave you authority over the dragon. Yes. He is under your feet. Amen. And you can win that authority in prayer. He has redeemed the whole earth and all of creation. He gave it to you. He put Adam over all creation. Creation is crying out for the church to take its authority. We are beginning, we are beginning to appropriate his eternal victory. We got it up here. It's kind of like me going on my three-day or five-day water fast, whatever I'm trying to get socked up to. <laughs> trying to get socked up to it. How do you get
in meekness, so he will have meekness. Okay, if it's not a worthy adversary to really give you a, a, a challenge, it's like a fly on the wall. Right? Have you had people that they square off on you? And you become their adversary, and you didn't, you, you're like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I, I don't have a fight with you, but they, they, they put themselves right square in front of you. And if they, can over, if they can rise over you, that makes them stronger than you. Okay, do you talk, know what I'm talking about? Yes. They're people who, who get in a power struggle. And they try to get in a power struggle with you so that they can walk off and feel like they're the champion or something. Okay. So in order for you to really have an adversary, it's got to be a worthy adversary. Otherwise, it's a fly on the wall. Okay, now each one of them, Moses had Pharaoh, Jesus had Herod, and these were the adversaries that Jesus chose for them to fight. Each one defeated their adversary. Each experiences the Passover, which is God's chosen season. I believe we're in the chosen season. Each receives God's chosen transfer of health, wealth, and flavored, favored blessings. We're big to say, call in those kingdom blessings. Call in those kingdom blessings. But are you fighting the good fight of faith with the adversary, which is the spirit of the Antichrist, which is your chosen adversary? Yes. Chosen by God. Yes. For the church which it was then. And the book, it says there are many antichrists. It is still the chosen adversary for the church is the spirit of antichrist. That's right. Jesus said, they hated me, they will hate you. That's right. We, the church, face daily the spirit of antichrist, which is anti-Christian. That is God's adversary or the church. He has already provided for us to overcome and arise triumphant in life and in death. So what do we have to fear? That you can't kill me. I'm just going to keep on living. Change addresses. Get a new address in heaven. Raise it with the Lord. Jesus walked out of the tomb. And so will I, and so will you. Amen. 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 Amen.